we're going live. And welcome to the After Hour Sessions podcast. This is your host, D-Rock, and I am live and in person mm-hmm. for the second time in the history of this podcast, live and in person. So this mm-hmm. is a big deal. And I am with the amazing Mia Action. Yeah. Mia, how are you? I'm doing so well. It's such an honor to be here and also um, an honor to be the second live person. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for reaching out and thanks for uh, wanting to chat with me. Of course. No, because um, being a Philly guy and then, you know, just always seeing who's on the scene and stuff, I've seen you for a while and I'm like, oh, it'd be great to talk to her. And then sometimes you're just like, all right, like you had that to-do list and then it was like, you know, now I got to just reach out. Like, I have to do that. So, like, yeah. I'm just grateful that uh, willing to come on and grateful that we can even do this live. It's really cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and it was um, my class, right, originally, mm-hmm. that made you decide you wanted to reach out? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you're a professional dom, and not just for me being a fan of BDSM and, and you know, getting to know dominatrixes, but also, like, you know, the educational part. Okay. So not only are you giving back to the community by you know your profession but also educating teaching people because so many people don't know and make a lot of you know judgments and misconceptions about this community that are you know dangerous to be quite frankly so i always appreciate and want to you know encourage people to get to know you know maybe it's not even for you but that's fine but before you make those dangerous you know misconceptions have you really talked to someone who knows? Have you sat down and learned about it? So Absolutely. that's where it's always cool to like get to talk to people. So. Yeah. So, you know, I guess the first thing for me is what led you into this journey of being a pro dom? Yeah. So I honestly like I've been into I've been kinky. I've been perverted pretty much my whole life. I'd say like as long as I, you know, have had a conception of my own sexuality, there has been like some level of um, transgression or non-normativity for sure. Um, but definitely in terms of the being, becoming a pro dom, I feel like there were a lot of roots from the beginning for me, like in particular, like understanding from a young age that my, like my sexuality is like a tool for power and the, the potential being there for power exchange, Mm. like in that I have something that men want. Right. And like being able to use like what I like will say is like my feminine wiles to like <laughs> leverage or manipulate men into like bending to my will was like always something that I found to be really hot and like seeing like that kind of trope or that caricature like in media or whatever like right. I always thought was like really hot and so yeah I mean that is kind of where it comes to comes from for me um and then also like the other piece would be just like I've always been a really open-minded person and like I've always been excited about pushing boundaries pushing limits um like in obviously a consensual right way, but right like, right pushing my like pushing myself pushing like opening my mind and so like I really love the idea of like offering experiences for people that subvert norms and you know like yeah like doing kinky shit that is like transgressive and yeah. like hot no that's awesome and that's something because it could go a lot of ways where like you said like you kind of saw like you could have men like bend to your will and you have something that men want and that could be exciting and like you want to go down that path or I guess and I don't know I'm not a woman but like Mm -hmm. could maybe be fearful and scary too so like absolutely that's huge and kind of like that you went that way 
yes. instead of the other way. You well, know? I, I mean, I talked about this in my class a little bit for just for for folks that aren't mm -hmm. familiar with it. The class that um, that I'm referring to was this class I taught a few weeks ago called Emotionally Charged Play, which is a class basically about like the psychology of sadomasochism, essentially, and like thinking really intentionally about what that means for an individual person. And one of the the like concepts that I talk about in the class was from this book called. Um, Arousal, the Secret Logic of Sexual Fantasies, I believe, by Michael Bader is his name. And he talks mm. about that our, like, um, our sexual fantasies and our sexual preferences are oftentimes rooted in unconscious fears and, like, anxieties that we might have. And it's a way, like, the things that we're into are often corrective right. and balancing and grounding toward, like, um, in opposition to our fears. And so, like, it makes sense, like you're saying, like, that, yeah, for some women, like, that idea of, like, men having power or, like, like needing to like leverage it in order to feel like safe in the world or something right. is like a, a solution or like a suggestion. And like, I, I mean, I think that there are a lot of women that like find that like an empowering way to kind of like contend with that reality. Yeah. You know, um, and just like a quick sight, cause I remember watching it probably about a year ago, yeah, about a year ago, this podcast with former like NFL players and they had, um, this and it's all usually it's all guys but the guest was a woman who was like a lawyer for the nfl and lawyer for like other teams and she was talking about like you know whether it's sex work or you know pro dom instagram whatever like yeah like they're using their body for money nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. and some of the nfl players like uh, i don't know i don't know and she's like you guys use your bodies for money they sure do and they all couldn't like say anything and they all kind of were like oh and i was like that's a great yes like absolutely mm -hmm. but that's like praised but then on the other side then like it gets shame and that's that's yes. where it's just wrong so mm -hmm. no absolutely for sure no um and i'll say that class which i attended not in person my allergies were acting up mm -hmm. but i over zoom was awesome and great to to really you know be a part of because you know just like what me like what you just said like a lot of times those fantasies and it made me th i've been thinking about it ever since the class like for me they are rooted in a lot of like those unconscious like fears like it's so true like and that book by the way I'm, i have it on amazon i'm coming to get so heck yeah it's uh it's awesome so how would you describe a dominatrix to someone who never heard of it before for sure i mean like i could give like a i i was like trying to think through that because i know that there's like an idea of what people think a dominatrix is it's like about the fetish wear and it's about the the specific kind of affect like um but i was like really like what is it like and like at its core and so like i would say like a dominatrix is a kind of sex worker i know that there are dominatrixes that say i'm not a sex worker like i am like outside of this which i right. patently disagree with i consider like pro-doming um, and BDSM like erotic labor to be sex work. Mm -hmm. um, so we are sex workers that facilitate BDSM, sadomasochism, and like fetishistic experiences. Right. That's what I would say a dominatrix is. Um, and oftentimes these experiences involve some form of dominance and submission with the dominatrix mostly being the one in the dominant role, right? Um, but like not necessarily. So like for example, like with people who are into wrestling fetishes, like mm -hmm. there are people that are dominatrixes, like broadly defined, that offer wrestling, but there are clients who come to 
dominatrixes who don't necessarily identify as submissive, right? They're wrestling fetishists and they like want that experience, but they don't necessarily want the experience of submitting. Mm. Maybe they want the experience of struggle or they want the experiences of like enjoying a shared fetish. Okay. So like that's why like when people say dominatrix, that can it can mean like a lot more than like what people It's pretty broad. Yeah, it is actually pretty broad. And like so I'd say the dominatrix is specialized in play that is like more overtly psychological in nature and require like a more nuanced understanding of really the diversity of human sexuality. Okay, that's interesting. Um, well, a couple of th- things, so like the first thing, like, I don't know if you've talked to other people, like who are, or like just what do you think why certain doms like don't wanna classify it as sex work? As sex work? I mean, I think that because sex work is a highly stigmatized and it's a criminalized, Mm-hmm. Um, profession so like it makes sense and then that also I think that while also being kinky and being like a sadomasochist that's its own form of like stigma right, right? so it's this like really unique like intersection of stigmas right so I think that is like part of the reason is like that also like in mainstream society I think it's more socially acceptable to say like I'm a dominatrix than I'm a sex worker right because I guess the implication there is like sex worker people like oh do you like fuck your clients right Right, and i don't i don't have a stake in saying everybody has their own boundaries and their own preferences for what they prefer to do but right so like that's a stigmatized thing to do so i think that like and that people say like dominatrixes um like that if we're engaging in snm or engaging in fetishes like that those things aren't end quote are not sex right because like people have narrow ideas of what sex is Yes, yes in like wider culture and so like people say no you're just beating someone you're not having sex with them but then to somebody who is like a corporal punishment fetishist that is sex right like and plenty of my clients are people that don't want any kind of like typical sexual contact whatsoever like for example like a lot of my tickle torture people like they don't want anything to do with like sex they just want to be tickled Mm -hmm. like but to them that is sex it's like sex adjacent like it's like sex but it's not necessarily sex but but it's so yeah it's i think it's like really pro it's like confining to like to say that sex can only be one thing so no i yeah. and that's something that's interesting because um i can honestly until i started seeing you know a sex therapist mm-hmm. i was in that same group of sex is just penetration right and you know you know like there's oral sex but like sure. that was it and it was really going to see my sex therapist and she explained that to me because mm-hmm. I would you know describe like a sexual experience and I was like but it, you know it's not sex and I'm still like a virgin she's like no you're not <laughs> and she had to like kind of explain and I was like oh okay like and then it, it clicked like but it's true like you know it's so defined like sex is just penetration and that's it like and that's not true yes absolutely you know? and like whether or not you're in quote we have this idea of what a virgin is like it's rather irrelevant, right? It's rather irrelevant to like whatever like gives you pleasure is sex to you. So like it doesn't really matter whether or not you've had like PIV or whatever. Like right, and it's no one's business, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, and that's the thing, and and that's why I like to you know go back when we started. Like it's so important, and I I don't you know claim to be like woe is me like <laughs> you know because people have had it so much worse like before and sadly presently. But that's why, like, it's great, like, to have that education. Yes. Because 
for me, I thought like I was the weirdo, right? And every no one else had like a fetish or a kink, yeah. And you know, obviously now you, you you're grown, you look back and like, well, they, they probably weren't gonna. They saw me getting made fun of, so right. they weren't of course, gonna put so themselves why would anybody out else there. put themselves out there? But it's sure. like I thought, like, well, what's you know, you you had those questions. What's wrong with me? I got to get fixed, like all those mm-hmm. things, and like how detrimental that can be to a person. Absolutely, you know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, so many people that I talk to, like, there's just so much shame. Like, there's so much shame. And that's, like, uh, like one of the other reasons, like, why did you get into this? Like, I mean, I, I'm passionate about, like, helping reduce bad shame. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about, like, good pain versus right, bad pain, right. right? But, like, I mean, I do a lot of, like, play that, like, involves shame and degradation, like, emotional suffering and things like that. But, like, I want that to be intentional mm-hmm. and consensual and not, and like drawing from like wider experiences, but not like, I want people to feel good. Like that's yeah. ultimately like, right. And to be happy. Yeah. 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 Cause as life will show it's, it's hard to find the happiness. So when you yes. can, like I always say, as long as you're not, you know, hurting yourself or hurting someone else, like Absolutely. then like, yeah, please, like, run to it because it's it's hard out here, mm-hmm. you know. And it it sucks to be lonely. It sucks to yeah. feel like you're by yourself. So no, I'm I'm grateful for people like you who thank you. Not only like I said, do the work like professionally, but teach it too because it it, it can be like a lifesaver. Like I know for me, you know, meeting like that sex therapist, especially at that point in my life, it was a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. Like it because I it, you know hate to think about and not to make it all morbid don't know where i would have the sure. thoughts i was having and looking back is like often a darker place than i even yeah, realized so absolutely it's it's important it really is um and now so what were some of the most like unusual or different type of requests you've had since being a dom i was like really thinking through this question and like i'm like somewhat of a like literal person and i like over th- i think we talked about yeah this yes our, like i'm an overthinker to an extent yep. like, but like I was like, what, like, let's define, like, let's, like, unpack unusual, right? Like, that, like, over time, like, I've noticed that my understanding of what is or is not unusual has shifted quite fundamentally with experience and with being exposed to lots of different kinds of people. And so with my, like, the scope of my experiences, like, something that maybe I thought was like, extremely, like, end quote, unusual is, like, very typical and very common to me these days. Um... And I'd say that, like, my experiences with folks have run the gamut across the spectrum of what is possible, I think. Like, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot. Right. Of, like, things that maybe in wider culture would be seen as, like, unusual. Right, right. Right? Um, And, but, you know, I could extrapolate and say, like, based on what I think you're asking, like, I could could probably think of some examples. Well, you know, it's funny because you're right. Like, when we first, like, met, like, and we talked, like even before the class, like on, on zoom. And we, like you said, we're overthinkers. And I, and I'm always like, that's why I'm always, that's why I like podcasting because I'm like, when I write it out, I'm like, are they going to get what? Because like for me, like even when I do sessions, like, and I've met with like session wrestlers or, or a couple times with some pro doms, it's more of like, you know, like people will offer what they do. And like, there's a list. Some have it really long. Some are shorter. You yeah. know, whatever. And then there's those boundaries of what they don't do. Yes. And so it's like not near the boundaries of no, but it's not something that's on like that list of what's offered. Mm-hmm. So it's like when that person says like, you know, emails you or is like, hey, would you do like this? And it's something that's like not like on like 
the list of what you do, but it's not like a personal like, oh hell no, for sure. It's just like, just like oh, it's interesting. Like, right? It's like oh okay, like I never thought of that. Yeah. Or like, I mean, the one that came to mind for me, and it isn't necessarily unusual. I think it's just for this particular instance is like the intensity of the activity that was like surprising and like pleasantly surprising to me was um, my this particular sub that I still work with, but like we're taking sort of a break, but like um, chastity sub mm -hmm. that um, was interested to the level of like our mutual goal was him never orgasming ever again. Oh wow. Like, so like I have a big fetish for orgasm control and orgasm denial and like sexual control and those right. kinds of ways leaning towards like the, the, um, the, the side of denial and yeah. like, like um, evoking desperation and vulnerability in my victims that's awesome right? yeah and so like this person was super eye-opening to me just like the capacity for which like there is arousal created in denial like that like in culture where like men whatever are like that like their cocks are like the symbol of their like masculinity and they're mm. like that this is how they experience sexual pleasures by fucking and like by someone being so turned on by being like i am never going to get to ever come again like for him to be like, that's what I want, and I want you to help me achieve that, wow. was, like, super eye-opening for me. Like, to, like, understand, like, the true range of possibility for, like, the things that people are into. So with that, did you have to... I know you, you do chastity and you do mm -hmm. that with other. So did that make you kind of have to take... I know every client's different and unique, yeah. but did you kind of have to go into, like, well, how do I approach this? Like, especially that first time, that first session... With, yeah. like, did it make you kind of, like, go back to the quote-unquote drawing board a little bit, like, or... I mean, this person is significantly older than me. You know, he is in his 70s. Okay. And so has been around for quite a long time, with quite a bit of experience. And at the time when I met him, um, my sub, um, I was at the newer, at the earlier stages okay. of my, like, of my, like, journey, right? Um, and actually, this person lives quite far away from me. Um, and we were mostly remote. Oh, okay. Um, so the majority of chastity and orgasm control that I do in general is honor system. Like, right, like I will put people in a cage and hold their key in these things. But at the end of the day, you cannot force somebody to, like, not masturbate. You can't force, right, you right. can't force somebody to do anything. Like, regardless of, like, the fantasy of, like, and you can build towards those kinds of, like, dynamics where you are ceding control to this level where it feels like, you know, you are being forced to do things but at the end of the day there has to be like a mutual like desire and a buy-in right and so like he showed up with just like such a conviction towards it that like no it felt easy and it felt natural okay and like and it was amazing and like super hot and like kind of a mind fuck to be like i'm conditioned like you know like women are conditioned to like feel bad like oh he didn't get to come or something like mm -hmm. like i feel obligated to like yeah, you know, that, like, this idea of, like, that we are, like, socialized to be, like, what we get out of men, like, in return we have to give X, Y, and Z, or we owe them X, Y, and Z, and to, like, completely subvert that, like, that just felt so, like, natural to me that I was like, oh, this is what I should have been doing, like, my whole life. Right. I wish oh, I had wow. known about wow. this fucking sooner, that, that people <laughs> like this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now that's, wow, okay. And to do it virtual, that's so cool. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Like, it's, uh... And that's something that I have not tried that I am interested in is chastity. Mm -hmm. And, like, because I've done, like, you know, bondage and, and spanking. Like, 
but yeah. never done like the chest and that is really something like it, it just is so like to me it is like hot and desire but like and I kind of wonder like when I finally do try it like which which part would be like more like that tease part or that denial like right which like... I always ask well what do you like more the tease or the denial and I'm like I like the denial <laughs> <laughs> wow that's so is that one of like the things that like you get requested a lot like for sure yes uh, like i definitely identify as a key holder that's cool um and yeah like that would be like a very common um that would be a a pretty common like well like a lot of people who come to me like have other interests aside from just chastity like chastity and orgasm control overlaps with like a lot of other fetishes like there will usually be like some undercurrent of like they want me to like be in control of that and like even potentially like deny yeah yeah that's so cool wow like the the turn on is the irrelevancy mm-hmm. is that a word yeah yeah the yeah it will be today is it, <laughs> whatever <laughs> that, that like their orgasm or their like sex and quote sexual pleasure is like irrelevant like that's the turn on and that like i'm using them in other ways or like yeah that like that's it's like to somebody who doesn't get it like quite paradoxical right yeah that's true that's true man there's just so much with like oh okay um so now what led you to start teaching on classes and on different like bdsm topics like how did you get into that part mm-hmm. so i would say well we talked about this a little bit i can like mention it like i i come from a, like a family of educators like a family of teachers so like i did start in education mm-hmm. like 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 and I like before I went to school I ended up I was I went to art school but like before I decided to go to art school I was like am I going like I was like there's this like program and they like teach you about sexuality like that's not my parents are like no like that's weird like why would you do that (laughs) so I ended up not doing that um but then like when I was in school I was like oh like you know like the conditions for teachers aren't great and like um you know it, it doesn't pay that well and like I and then this was like me budding and like this like kind of tendency that circling back to what I said before this like element that I was like 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 thinking about like my sexuality and like how it can be used transactionally to like get things out of men mm-hmm. has like always been such a like core part of my sexuality it's not even just like I just do it and quote for money like it's like it's very mixed up into my sexuality and right. then like the teaching is like mixed into just like me as a person as well that I just like naturally gravitate towards that I didn't end up going into teaching conventionally but then as i entered the bdsm community and like realized oh this is where i've belonged this whole time and then when i become passionate about something i like neglect everything else and just dive into that 100 percent yeah um and so like just like yeah just so passionate about it and so like i got super involved in the bdsm like local community in philadelphia and so i would like volunteer my time at the local community center and like there would be these events where people could do like various like experiences like you could do like a quick like 10 minute like spanking session or like a knife play session and so i'd volunteer and be like like this is what this is like this is what you should look for this is how you should negotiate like more in like kind of an informal way based on like my own experiences and what i read about and just like building that just kind of naturally and then in 2018 um i started um i started a event i guess um that ran for two years and i just started it again Uh, actually last month called the power exchange roundtable which was like kind of a um 
like an interactive discussion group and support support group for people into dominant submissive power. Okay, exchange. I saw that on your Twitter page, mm-hmm. and I was and I saw you said that you had brought it back. So yes, yeah, I was curious. That sounds really cool. Yeah, so that was like more informal. That is kind of like my teaching style is like facilitating, like what is already like you know obviously I'm sharing my knowledge too, but like there is like an a component of teaching that is like meeting people where they're at like bringing out what is like already within them mm-hmm. and like helping them like cultivate that. And so like, I really like facilitating group discussions. And so like, it kind of started there and then I would gradually be like, okay, I'm going to like apply to teach at like this, like, um, like con this convention or something. And then I like started getting hooked up with the leather archives museum in Chicago. Mm. And like, they gave me a platform to like try some of my classes out and stuff. And those went really well. And it just kind of, you know, like gradually like snowballed in that okay. way. Yeah. So what is the Leather Archives the Leather Museum Ar- in Chicago? The Leather Archives Museum is a museum and archive um, that like holds a pretty large collection of like leather fetish BDSM like materials, whether it's like right, historical writings, whether it's newspapers, periodicals, photographs, leather clothing, fetish clothing. Um, and then they have like like they have just like museum displays of like different aspects of kink and fetish throughout history. Okay. Um, just a really really awesome cool organization that right. like supports the community in lots of really awesome ways and yeah it's like super important. So that's why yeah, yeah. so it's specific for like kink BDS. Exactly. That's really cool. That's awesome. No, that's something. Because um, hoping to go out to Chicago, so maybe I'll Heck add yeah. that to the. Uh, I recommend to it. the list to like you know. To, do a visit That's my really cool. i will be likely in chicago in july at some point so if there's anyone listening that is uh lives in chicago in july look me up yeah absolutely people people listen all yeah. over <laughs> so no no so yes please look up mia for that that's really cool so in the class that i had attended a few weeks ago you described i mean it was awesome it was great and i tell anyone and you don't have to well just be local. You can also do it over Zoom. Mm-hmm. So please, when you, you know, and we'll say where you can follow me and stuff at the end of the show, mm-hmm. but like you can attend the classes because they're really great and really awesome and get to ask those questions and really get, you know, personal, but get that knowledge. But you describe something, you know, good pain and bad pain mm-hmm. and the yeah. differences between them that I know for people probably like, oh, that's that's simple but it's it's not like if you don't really like know it it can it's like there's more to that absolutely so i was wondering if you would mind like explaining like good pain versus bad pain. yeah for sure i mean like the most common example you hear people talking about or like that i always say is like if you're just like trying to get to work and you're like running around the house and you stub your toe and you're like fuck like that fucking hurt like was that good pain or bad pain i'd say for the majority of people that's like bad pain, right, right right but like if you're in a context where you're like relaxed and you're like with your partner and you feel really connected and like and you get spanked right like that could be good pain right and i mean i think good pain versus bad pain is different for everybody depending on like a lot of factors like including the context like how relaxed you are how comfortable you are with your partner um like and like lots of other like contexts like what kind of pain is it like have you eaten today like how Mm. much sleep have you had like all of these kind of things can factor into like not only like are you receptive to like receiving pain whether it's emotional or like physical um, but also, like, how much of it oh, okay. you can take, even. Right. And, yeah. And, you know, what cause hooked me on it is because from doing session, being in the session wrestling, being into BDSM, 
and then people having like obviously they're bringing their preconceived notions so people are like how can you do that and then not have you know p and v type sex mm-hmm. like how do you and, then, and sometimes i'm like I, I don't know how to explain it myself where i'm like i don't i'm like if that was like f- necessary to do this i don't necessarily know if i would especially early on if i would do right. it like i don't and so sometimes i'm like how do you have like why do you have to have it so yeah. like if, but like I, you know that's not necessarily like the best way to explain it especially if someone's like legitly not judging they're legit curious i'm like i don't really know how to explain this mm-hmm. but then i've even had people who recently it surprised me because it's good friends of mine who don't do this but you know i feel comfortable with talking about it and they would kind of say something like they really thought like session wrestling for example they thought it was more like the MMA, like tapping. And I'm like, no, no. I'm like, why would I do that? Yeah. I'm like, I would, like you go to like a gym, like MMA, like there, like this, like I wouldn't want to put someone in a hole like that. Like, yeah. in, and I don't want to be put in a hole like that. Yeah. Like, like, no, like we're having, there's no like referee and we're going. So like, and some people have said like, well, I don't know, like, you know, if someone gets really close or it gets tight and I wish I'm glad now I have it, but like hearing that good pain versus bad pain was huge for me because sometimes it's not for me. It's not about the it's about like the closeness a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So if I get put into a hold, it's not necessarily about like I want to like, and it's cool if you do. It's no judgment either. Like everything's yeah. like welcome as long as it's consensual. It's about like being close mm-hmm. for me and like oh someone like our bodies are like touching and like. You know, they put me in that hold, like, you know. Yeah. It, it's the closeness. That's for super me. interesting. Yeah, that it's like almost like because it's facilitating closeness in a way that feels comfortable for right, you, right? Right. That it's like this, like, like ag- almost like aggressive closeness, but that's still playful. Like, that right. Like, yeah. There's like this, like, like we're like we're going at it, but like we're close, and but it's not for the reason of being close. Yeah. But it it inevitably like results in closeness right right and that kind of like tension between those things does that does that sound absolutely right? because yeah. sometimes even like um and it's happened not all but like a session wrestler will be like oh are you you know you want to put me in a hole and i kind of like free because it's not necessarily that i couldn't do it but that takes that's like a different part of the brain like that part of the brain is like when i've done like an mma class or like protecting myself so then I kind of like free, and I don't know how to explain it, and I'm just like, no, I'm good, I'm good, like you know, or like if I'm like, sometimes it's the fun of it, and I may like get on top, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, what you gonna do? And I'm like, no, I was just doing this, I yeah. was just rolling yeah. around, yeah. like I'm not gonna do anything. That's, but like I don't know how to say that, but I'm yeah. like, no, I'm just, I'm just rolling. I'm like, uh, you know, nothing, because I'm like that takes like a different, yeah, that's like pressure, yeah, right? and it's like a different yeah. part of like the break, like because then I'm like. Well, now I gotta like. It's hard to like playfully. I think that's why I like lift and carry a lot mm-hmm. because it's like, all right, like I like to lift and like carry because it's like it's play, but there's no like result of like you're really gonna body slam me. It's like no, I'm gonna put you down gently, but I can like <laughs> oh, I can like you can spin around and then it's like yeah, you're just soft landing and it's like yeah, like yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like oh, you gonna do this? It's like. Nah, no. I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm, I'm good. So that's why I, I, I thought that was really, like, fascinating. Like, I never really heard it, like, before. I'll be honest. Like, until awesome. the class. Like, it's something I can use now to explain to, like, yeah. other people. You I love know? that. Yeah, you know, it's really cool. Like, 
Um, and I think that's the thing too, is sometimes trying to find out what is, because there's some things I know for me and I talk to other people, there's the things you kind of like are into and you like, at least you think you know you like when you're wanting to meet like a dom or mm-hmm. whoever. But then there's other things that you're like curious to try, but you're not sure like how it'll feel or yes. like you watched it on, you know, on a porn clip or something yes. and you're like, you're into that, but then you're like, can I handle that? Yes. Like, so I think that's where it's like, it's good too. I think at least, mm-hmm. you know, like absolutely having those terms in mind for sure. Yep. Like, now, let me just real quick, like side question though, has that kind of like happened a lot to you where like someone comes in and they may have watched for years, like they like this and they're like, you know, Dom, Mia can, I want to do this. And then they're like experiencing it. And then it's like, oh no, they like watching it, but they don't yes. really like that. Yes. I have had <laughs> many people, not many, not many, but like there have been a fair amount of people that don't necessarily have realistic like expectations of what it is Mm. like to actually like for example be hit right Um, right like that like that they're like oh it looks so hot i'm so turned on like by watching this but like actually having it done like actually sucks more yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah that's interesting yeah yeah um (laughs) i can see that i can see that for sure i can see that for sure and like I mean, it's cool, like, for those who really do like it or into it, because I know for me, like, all, like, CBT stuff, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying I'm into all of it, but, like, some mm-hmm. of it, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, and then I know, um, and when I saw Amazon Amanda a few months ago, I'm about, like, a one on that threshold, mm-hmm. like, Which I'm, fine. yeah, like, I'm, like, maybe, like, a little tap is, like, the most I can do, anything other than that, I'm, like, I mean, ultimately, it's about what it evokes for you. Like, mm-hmm. how it makes you feel, then it is about, like, how hard you can actually necessarily go. Right, right, yeah. true. Very true. So, like, is that something that you kind of, like, go over with people? Like, Oh, for sure. So, okay. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, I have a pretty, like, rigorous vetting process in terms of, like, getting to understand and, like, get to know the people that I'm working with or playing with. Um, and, yeah, making sure that, like... I have as much information as I can about like where they're at um, so that I can like set up a realistic experience that like isn't, you know, that if some, especially like it can be hard when people come in that like have these fantasies about like really brutal sadomasochism, which I am like happy to do because I am a pretty intense sadist. And at the same time, like I have a responsibility towards people's safety. Right. And they're like, and like not like with like, making sure that like they understand what they're getting into um so yes it is absolutely something if somebody doesn't have any experience with something like i'm not gonna just like go in mm-hmm. the same way that like maybe i would with someone who is like a, a a masochist who has been doing this for 20 years and is like yeah this is like this okay. is like like business as usual so it's it's not for all the things like that you offer if someone's coming like to you the first time, either meeting a dom or they want to try something for the first time, you're open to doing it. It's just it, it yes. gives you a better, yes. it, it ultimately I guess safer for yes. someone. Yes, I too. play. I mean, I can play to your level basically, like to like wherever you're at. If you're like completely new and need to like really like careful to like I'll make you fucking bleed. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I have I have some uh, some diversity 
in that realm. <laughs> no, and that's what's fascinating. You're kind of like, it's like pro dom is like, you know, like a mix of a bunch of professions. It's mm-hmm. you're a teacher, like a counselor, mm-hmm. um, you know, part sex worker, then part like the biology and psychology, and then like even medical because you gotta if someone's like. Yes down the bleeding you feel comfortable and you know them you still need to know like yes absolutely some information about them yeah. and like, how to do that more safely right right yes. you know so i remember when i first went to see a pro dom and it's funny because like a lot of people may see like you go into a dungeon and there's like is it scary i got asked after i did it, like is it scary i go no 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 <laughs> but i was like interesting to see like i think what part of it was like oh like the and then i i later on got it but like the first aid kit and stuff and all those yes. things and it's like oh oh and I'm like why first for like a second I was like why do you need and then it was like yeah mm-hmm. okay because I'm like I'm not doing those things but then it's like yeah you just got to be ready for that and you got to know what to do because yes you know for me if I was like the dom and then someone's ble- I'm like I don't know what to do like that's not gonna be really good <laughs> yes so no that's that's so awesome um so also from that class there was something that really hit me too like an emotional risk profile and a physical risk profile and I was wondering if you could explain like what those actually are because I never had heard of it but I'm like oh like all these things like you know it's like that's like yeah it's like it clicks like that's like yeah we all should do that but like until I could say was that three weeks ago Mm -hmm. never heard of it never I mean I mean I'm sure like intuitively you know what, like everybody has an end quote risk profile because it doesn't just pertain to sex and BDSM. Right. It's right. like how you navigate the world. Right. Like I mean, especially like, if you think about like COVID, like people have risk profiles around like like how often they're masking, like who they'll hang out with, mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. often they're getting tested, like things like that. That's a risk profile. Like say like one person is like, Oh, I I don't like to wear masks and then another person is like, I won't go out in public and I like wipe down my fruits and vegetables. Right. Like those are different risk profiles, right? So that's like a like general example of like a risk profile. Within like the BDSM community and like BDSM scene kink scene, you will most often hear people talking about physical risk profiles. So like just generally broadly defined, a risk profile is like a set of cost slash benefits or risks or rewards um, that we all navigate when deciding to partake in an activity. Okay. Um, and so you'll it, with with when it comes to like physical matters within kink or sex, like you'll hear people talking about like what kind of protection you require during sex. Do you always wear condoms when you have sex, or like how often are you tested for STIs? Mm. Um, whether or not marks are acceptable on your body and where they're acceptable on your body, um, scars, you know, things like that. Um, your relationship to consuming substances while having sex or like doing kink like whether or not you're like I am 100% sober always when I have sex in kink or like I'm comfortable consuming drugs or alcohol like those are not a judgment in either direction you know like that is a personal decision that you make based on and like informed consent um, of your own like comfort level and like awareness of your capacities and then you weigh that with your partner right Right. and you weigh that against like this is my risk profile this is like the risks i'm comfortable taking like in order to like obtain the reward or the Mm. benefit that i want um and then so when that comes to like an emotional or psychological risk profile i don't really hear people necessarily talking about that so that was like something that i felt my class like offered that was like a little bit new um some things that like might be factored into like a psychological or emotional risk profile could be like things like how much 
closeness or like casualness do you need in sex like and how does that like line up with your partner like somebody that's like i need to be married in order to like have sex with someone versus like i only like to have casual sex like that's like and if you are misaligned with somebody like one person that is like looking for like a monogamous like long-term relationship and another person's like no i'm just looking for a one-night stand like like the person that like wants more closeness you know that could be like hurtful to them so they have to make a decision about like do i want to partake in this like within the context i'm here talking about like emotional sadomasochism like am i comfortable with doing this intensely vulnerable thing with this person that might not be able to give me like the closeness that i would ideally want um it could be things like considering like your trauma or mental health history um and like whether or not you have like adequate support structures like how much support you have from your friends and family if you have a therapist if you have access to you know like just general like quality of life things like Mm -hmm. these are all things that go into like how well we are mentally and like how it bumps up against the kinds of like fucked up shit we want to do basically right right? right. um yeah things like that no that's uh, like this may be a little bit random question but like because i know like for me when i meet with like people i think that's why i like doing the podcast because a lot of times you know what we were doing it was great but a lot of times the conversation would be like Mm -hmm great and kind of like breakthrough i can say sometimes for that other person we're talking about like wow okay and then and for me as well um does that kind of like like thinking of these profiles like emotional risk or physical like like does that kind of happen where you're mid like a session or mid and then someone kind of just like says something that's like whoa kind of or you may be like do you ever think like maybe you don't like this or maybe this is the reason why you're into this kind of like yeah those like deep like like insights yes yes i think that for many people yeah like this kind of play i mean sex in general if you like are interested and like open to that kind of like self-reflection but like i do think that kink and like psychological play in general is generative for like um insights and like insights into your own um emotional landscape right 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 Mm -hmm. no i think that's why and see i gotta i always try to watch because like you speak out against like people who you never want to be like short-sighted not understanding not open but sometimes then like i'm like just because like someone isn't like you you still should carry don't get into that trap with that person because then sometimes like i said earlier where i'm like well how do you like like why do you want to do it that way like and then they'll ask me that and i go i flip it on them so sometimes i'm like that's the part like sex for me like all like the conversation the act it's boring that typical just p and v just do it and that person's an object Mm -hmm. it's like as i have to watch it's like okay because you don't know that person's experience and then also like society and stuff because i'm like well how can you just like whether it's you know whoever the two people are or however many people are doing it isn't it interesting to see that person come out of their shell if someone's like a real mm-hmm. introvert in everyday life? It's amazing. And then like they're coming out and that person like wouldn't you want to see that? Like why would you want them just to be that object? Sure. And like oh you just do this and just focus on me. I'm like that's such like a that's like a natural high I believe. Mm-hmm. Like so I think that's where like, I have to stop because when I hear like the flip side I go my response is well, I couldn't do it your way either. Like, that's, like, weird to me, bro. But, you know, but, like, I have to, like, all right, like, don't get into that. Because, like, 
we're just keeping that cycle going. But like sometimes like those are the amazing parts that yeah. like I would tell people like no like it was so cool she told me this story about like this and like oh man it was just like the conversation I can be honest like there's been time I've had like sessions that are like booked for two hours probably like 30 and no one it's not like I got taken 30 minutes for like we did stuff the hour and a half we were just talking and like just being like isn't that great oh wow <laughs> and they'll be like are you sure you don't want it? and I'm like I'm like well if if you want to, I'm cool, but I'm good right here, man. Like, I'll just keep that's it going. Awesome. Like, it's just like, that's the power of it where it's like, you're just letting all that stuff go and like, yes. you feel safe to do it. Like, yeah. And that's one of the things I love about being a dominatrix is like how much I have learned about people. Like, and like, I, I, number one, like get to like experience, like, and, and interact with people I never would have otherwise necessarily met, which I think is fucking cool. So cool. And like, number two, like just learn things about people in general that like, they don't tell anyone in their lives. Like I get like some of the most personal information that they don't share with like anyone else in their life. And, like, that people trust me with that is really fucking cool to me. No, and that's, I agree. Like, I've said it to people. It's the only time in my life, and you never, you know, that could change, where vulnerability is an attraction in, like, a hot way. Uh-huh. Like, I've had vulnerability be attractive in, like, friendships. Yes. Where it's like, and which is great, too. I don't knock that. Yeah. But not in that physical, like, attraction kind of, like, relationship in that level kind of way mm-hmm. it's happened in these sessions yes and like that's where it's like it's like so powerful like i i don't experience that any other time mm-hmm. at least for, for me mm-hmm. like besides that absolutely like, so so it's it's just unbelievable yes um and now how important do you think and i and i should look up like where like if there's like questions to kind of be like what is your emotional profile like this mm-hmm. like when you start any kind of relationship, whether it be monogamous, polyamorous, or like a dom sub, like mm-hmm. to kind of go over and like before yeah. you commit, like yes. sit down and talk about like, how do yes. you, how important you think these these profiles are. Yes, you're asking me how important. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, like so important. I mean, and like does not everyone has to literally sit down and like go through a list because some people find that to be like a little bit like contrived. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine, but like I do think like getting to know like yeah like getting to know the person in front of you like of course like you're like excited like oh this person could fulfill this thing that like we at least on the surface like share a mutual fetish like and especially like with people like we talked about loneliness right like that people are like oh like I really like need this thing like I need my needs fulfilled like that makes you know so much sense and there is this like scarcity mindset to an extent so I think that that can make people like jump into things maybe that aren't necessarily the best fit right Um, which is you know no judgment but like in terms of longevity and sustainability and like just like good fit i do think like having those conversations with people is extremely important no because I, and i'm sure if i get them just from hosting a podcast i'm sure you get this question tons time i hate to i don't like to assume okay. <laughs> but like tons time more than i do where people will like email or message about like they're either talking to someone and looking to start a relationship mm-hmm. or there some people have been in relationships for a lot of years and either they're if it's a new one they're afraid to tell their person yes. that they're into this or they've been together so long and it's been a secret yes and like yeah i, I always want to make sure i let people know like 
that is hard. Like I don't, I don't poo poo it. Like oh, just say it. Like what's wrong? <laughs> it's difficult, but like there also isn't like a magic. Like there isn't a way to wave a magic wand, and like there isn't like a. There isn't like a specific piece of advice that I can give to people that mm-hmm. have that I can be like I can fix this for you. Right, right, you know? right, absolutely. And that's the where it's hard, and it's like, I guess sometimes you you try to figure like well, what's the easiest way. I hate saying like not like the but it's like soften the blow. You kind of mm-hmm. because it does take like it takes that other person to be open. Yes. Like so that other person you can't not control open. other people's reactions to what you say to them. Right. Yeah. Right. That's huge. Like. So sometimes, like, you could type it up and say it in the most professional, like, like they, oh, that'd be, like, the greatest speech ever, mm-hmm. and then that person's shut off. Yes. They don't, don't want to hear it. Like, it's tough. It really is. Yeah. Like, because um, I'm doing this show, and I've been into this since, like, like all of this since I was, like, I, I go back as far as, like, 11, mm-hmm. you know, being, like, when I first started being, like, Oh, like when I look at like a girl, and like, I have, I'm a daydreamer, fantasy. <laughs> it would be like, not like kissing or touch. It'd be like I would love to like throw her over my shoulder. Love or something. that. I like, love that. Like it was just like <laughs> I was like that's all. Like I was like, man, wouldn't it be great like to just yeah. do that? And I'm like, and everybody else is like talking about like, oh, hey, we hook up, blah blah blah. And I'm like. Yeah, I love to just do that. And they're like, "What else? What else? like after that?" I'm like, "That's it. That's as just, far as I got." Yep. Just, just like that's it. Just and put her down gently. Like, yeah. And then man. high five. Yep. And then like that's it. Then like where we just wrestled around. And, and then what? And then that's it, man. Like that's that's all I got. And be like, hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, is there? And deep down, like looking back, I'm like. Is there more? Like, what else? Like, this, that's it in the story. Like, what else you want? But like, um, I saw myself talking to someone, um, and after people have been writing, it, and I'm like, no, like short term, it could be tough, but you got to share. You, you don't want to live that way. Long term, it's better. But then talking to someone in, in this past fall, and kind of going through that, where the person maybe wasn't, you know, great person. And we're still cool to this day, but it was like they weren't when it came like emotional stuff were yeah. more like to themselves. And then it was like, well, the battle was like, well, being vulnerable in general. But then I'm like, but then how are we gonna if we're struggling to talk about this? Yes. How can I ever bring this up? Uh-huh. And then I'm like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. And like no one would know, but you try to be authentic when you're talking to people in general yeah and even on like this show i like to be real i don't like to be like yeah, it's easy or i did like try to be honest all the time yes so it's like yeah and i have made me have to say more like no this is this is it's still hard it's still because i've done it before yeah. and gotten rejected yes. or my and so my, i've been down that road yes and you know it still is difficult to do this of course like it's not easy to like yes. talk about that but it's not hopeless absolutely it's not hopeless it's not. It's mm-hmm. not. And it's... Um, For no one. It, there is no, like, anyone. I, I mean, I truly believe that. I do, too. Yes. I do, too. It's 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 not. It's not hopeless. And I think the internet has a lot of, like, negative to it. Yes. But then there are those positives. For sure. Like, as far as, like, man, and I do admire, like, those, you know, before us, whether in the yes. profession and those fans who, like, 
you know, because people have said, like, I was in it, like, all I had was, like, the magazines, and, yes. like, you wrote some, like, P.O. Box, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, like, I'm grateful I've been able to pocket, and people reach out, and yes. you, I could connect, like, same. I don't know yeah. what it would be like back in, like, the 70s or 80s for me. So different. You know? So different. Like, it's, like, it's crazy, like, so I always try to give homage to them as well. Yeah, and I mean, I'm somebody, I'm out in basically all aspects of my life. I mean, I'm grateful that I can do that. Right. You know what I mean? Right, like, true. That I can live that way. Um, that I've been able to, like, build a life for myself being, like, as open as I am. And, you know, I do hope that that is, you know, helpful to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, honestly, it, it, it is. Like, it's, you know, there's no, like you said earlier, no one size fits all. Everyone's story is different. But it, it is hopeful to see, like, yeah, you can live that true self, and yeah. you can live that life. Like, it, it's it's uh it's empowering, mm-hmm. you know. To so women, men, they get it is to me like always like that's why I like talking to people because it's like, you know, there's self motivation, but some we need those outside like okay, yeah, this is possible. This is keep going, keep mm-hmm. going. Like it's it's important. Mm-hmm. It's something else. Um, and there was something else I wanted to say. Like, mm-hmm. that I, there are like a lot of people out there that like feel a lot of shame about like, oh, it's difficult for me to find someone that shares my fetishes, and I feel shame about like having to hire like a dominatrix or something. Like, I just would love to encourage people to like try to reframe that as much as they can. Like, I can understand how that can feel hard, but like, I actually think that for any, I think it should just be normalized more in general for anyone like regardless of whether or not they have like a more niche interest versus a more like widely socially acceptable interest that right. like it actually is like very like I think I'm very proud of what I do and like I actually think it is like very like um like it's a it's it's a valuable service oh absolutely um and to anyone who like maybe feels shame about like the possibility of seeing someone or is like I don't like I'm gonna judge myself or other people are gonna judge me like not everybody feels that way like not everyone's gonna judge you and like it's normal and like awesome to like see dominatrixes absolutely absolutely and I'm glad you said that because that's something that I can be honest that in the past I I battled um and grateful like to have a therapist like honestly who helped me get through that yeah um and you know but like i think that's huge to say that really is um yeah what uh one thing i kind of wanted to ask though like maybe like like th- your curriculum is really like unique like how, how do you like kind of like i'm sure probably it's always growing and yeah. different things uh-huh. like what kind of lately like helps you to be like i want to teach a class about like this topic it's like it'll often be like conversations I have with people. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting, or like, yeah, like I don't know. I that's a great question. Um, like it'll be like it often is things that I am personally interested in, right? Right. right. Um, I mean, so for me, like I can teach about like end quote hard skills, which is things like physical activities, like caning, bondage, uh, like electro play, nipple torch, like physical, like tactile tangible skills i'm more interested in like the thinking through of things and the like psychological aspects of things so i like to talk about ideas um so like that it's like usually like is starting in some kind of like idea or like theory and then like i'll like you know like and oftentimes this is like another piece of it um 
if there's like something that I notice like in community or in wider culture that I'm like this is highly misunderstood or I think that the way people talk about this is reductive or like I think this needs to be unpacked more I will make a class okay about it that is like it's oftentimes if I'm like I'm not seeing this sir like this like particular like subject being like talked about in a way that I think like it should be talked about I'll be like I'm gonna do my own version of this right right yeah okay no that's interesting because um I kind of wonder, you know, I, I know because it's just going off the dome, but, like, for a little while, like, I volunteered at um, a local, like, you know, community, like, for the blind. Mm-hmm. And so then kind of, like, just hearing their stories about dating and relationships yeah. and sexuality and kind of, like, listening to, like, man, and then putting, you know, myself in their shoes, like, well, how would this be like whether it's session wrestling or seeing a dominatrix if I was like visually impaired or another disability so Mm -hmm. I kind of wonder like has that come up for you ever? Oh for sure yeah there's definitely been like um I mean I I don't think I said this but like my background is specific was specifically in like special education Mm -hmm. so that like is something I'm passionate about is like accessibility wherever I can offer it you know obviously it's not always perfect but like it's something I care about and I do think about um and I think that like um, that's like another piece like in my class and with like emotional risk profile or whatever is like the way that we experience the world like neurologically or psychologically that everybody is different um, or physically you know that mm-hmm. people have different physical like experiences of the world yeah um, and so for sure like I definitely um, have like see people and welcome sessions with people of like lots of different like experiences of um, whether it's um, you know neuro like neurotypicality or a neurotypicality i Mm -hmm. guess or of um like physical ability like yeah those are like things i'm always down to like work through and like accommodate like wherever possible and it's it's super important no for sure you know because um and they've helped me in a lot of ways so i i could go on and on but i'm not but just like the one one of the times we're talking about it and you know kind of connected what we were just talking about like when you, you know, want to say that you're in the BDSM or, you know, in the session wrestling, whatever your kink or fetish is, it was like a lot of the people, I was running like small groups. Yeah. And they were talking about dating and how hard it is. And it was like, you know, you want to always be honest, but then it's like when they were online dating and they were like, if we put up a picture or put in a profile that we're, you know, blind or visually impaired, then it would be like, turned away yeah so a lot of times they wouldn't say it yeah and then they would meet someone and that person Mm -hmm. then would be like felt like well you you hustled me yeah it's an ongoing and i mean i think that that's an experience for like like i'm not trying to say that like being kinky is a disability no no for sure but like there are like overlaps between like like the idea of like like existing outside of a norm right like Mm -hmm. complicates dating and connecting to other people and like do i have to am i obligated to disclose this should i disclose this doesn't make yeah so then it's like this ongoing like cycle of anxiety and stress i'm sure no for sure and it made because i was like and like you're right like i'm not saying kink is the disability like but it was like well, yeah, always just be up front. But then it was like, oh, wait a minute. It's like, not always that simple for everyone. That and simple. that's why I love to, like, that I don't judge people for, like, you come to me for the reasons you have. You have the life that you live. I'm not here to judge you. I am here to, like, experience this, like, give you this experience. And right. that's, like, my role. And I don't have to, like, think about it more deeply than that, really. No, absolutely. Now, though, 
Mia, this was incredible. This Absolutely. was awesome. This was awesome. Now, for those who you know already are fans of you and know, or those who are just hearing, like, where can they follow you and find you and maybe some of the upcoming courses you might for sure so okay so um if you're interested in a session with me please reach out you can find me at miaaction.com m-i-a-a-c-t-i-o-n miaaction um on instagram i'm mia underscore action underscore official mia action official on twitter i'm mia action bdsm unfortunately i wish i was mia action across all platforms um but when i like first started doing this work i like put a picture of like a caged penis on Instagram with my foot on it. Like I didn't know that you weren't allowed to do right, that. Right. And they just fucking deleted it. Like they were like, nope. <laughs> so I fucked myself in that way. Um but yeah, so yeah. So those and then on FetLife I'm Mia Action. I'm pretty active on FetLife. You can see um all the classes that I'm offering there as well. In terms of stuff that's coming up on um let's see, May twenty one second here. Mm-hmm. May twenty second. I, I we might actually have to like pause this so that I can find oh, the actual. Oh sure, sure. All right, let me see here. Because I'm like I'm gonna say the wrong date. Okay, so in terms of classes coming up, um, well, I'm going to be in, if anybody is in Los Angeles, I will be at DomCon LA Hmm. from May 18th to 23rd. Um, Please reach out if you are interested in connecting. May 26th, I'm teaching an in-person and online chastity key holding and orgasm control class in Philadelphia at Passionel Boutique and Sexploratorium. On June 5th, I am teaching... Um, a class, an intro to needle play class called Stick It In. Um, and it's it's at the Velvet Whip, which okay. was the venue that um, Emotionally Charged Play was. Um, I have a class with Tess um, in New York. Uh, I think it's an online class, though. It's an Impact 101 class. Um, this, is, this is kind of fun. Um, on June 10th, um, I'm going to be one of the... Um, Featured doms at an event called the Kinky Champagne Affair here in Philadelphia, which is a group service CFNM event okay. um, where like a group of 12 to 15, I think, local dominatrices um, were going to be in like a luxury like venue and there will be food and drink and lots of naked dudes serving. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that if if you're not known to any of us, um, you need to reach out to request um, to be vetted for that, but if you're interested in CFNM and group play, I highly recommend that. That's awesome. That is mm-hmm. great. So, a lot of things coming up for you to get to either know Mia better, or if you're already known her, keep going and see. So she's staying busy. So so many things, and I'm like going yeah. So Los Angeles next week, and then um, I'm going to Grand Rapids, Michigan at the end of June to visit my friend uh, Dominatrix Ace. Oh, okay. Um, and touring with her. Um, I And then I mentioned Chicago in July. I'm also going to Berlin. Wow. Um, in July. My first time going alone abroad to Europe. So I have no idea what to expect with that. If there happens to be anyone in Berlin and you want to show me around or give me recommendations, like... 
please. <laughs> we do have a uh, an overseas European following, so heck yeah. Hopefully, yeah, Very people cool. out there listening and can can kind of help navigate you to show you a cool side of Berlin. That's I would love awesome. That. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Wow. So that's big going overseas. Yes. That's uh-huh. huge. A little nervous or you're a little... I'm a little nervous. I'm excited, though. I am okay. excited, for sure. I mean, Berlin... I was supposed to go to Berlin um, in 2020 in the summer. Mm. I was, like, scheduled. Like, I was going to go. And then, you know, lockdown happened. So yeah. that didn't happen. So okay. better late than never. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for hosting me, having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank and you so much. Anytime you want to come back on, like... Amazing. It's awesome. So this is so much fun. So... Thank you guys for listening to the After Hours Sessions. Take care.